Oh shit, my phone's not on airplane mode. Oh shit, there's me. I'm just getting used to this, uh, this touch ID thing, it's pretty good. Yeah. But it took me a while to get used to it, and then I was trying to put in a code, and it's got like an extra two buttons, and I was like, ah, oh. ah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I was just like, this isn't the, the this isn't the the natural response I'm used to. We put another <laughs> two buttons. <sighs> oh. <laughs> <sighs> Life's hard, you know, <coughs> because you can't touch your phone properly. I just couldn't. Anyway, <laughs> you, do you don't know how to use your thumbs. I do. That's what that looked like. I do. But do you know what the problem is? Is that I keep going like, oh, I'll just use this thumb. It's not the same fucking thumb, is it? <laughs> I keep forgetting it's the fingerprint and not just like a, not just like a magic thumb. <laughs> oh, fuck off. I'm getting forced. <laughs> I'm getting I'm going stop. <laughs> magic thumb. Back to Crime Beards Podcast, episode five. Hello. In week seven, because I don't know, we had something else We've to do. We've been busy. I guess. We've been kind of busy. We have been busy. Yeah, we do. Kind of me as stuff like that. Oh my god, no, we've been kind of busy. It's been kind of both, really. Yeah. There's been a couple of days I've been busy, and then the rest of it's kind of been, yo man, I wanted to go to the pub or something. Yeah, that's true. You've In fact, that literally happened once, didn't it? I wanted to go to the pub. Um, I think that actually is true. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Sorry about that. Scoob up. Um, oh no, I was going to go do something, it doesn't matter, we'll talk about it later on. So, we're back, uh, we're going to continue our super suave and pro and sophisticated way of doing things. Super suave. As we've established by the insane production technique that we have on this, so far. As you keep saying, it's punk rock, man. It kind of is punk really, rock. It doesn't really work when I see it. Apparently you have a meeting with Ricky, according to your, your calendar reminders I've just gone off here. Yeah, I know, that's been changed. Ah, sorry, and you probably should change it in your calendar, but... yeah. Well, that's not very up to date of you. No, I'm not very good with technology, believe it or not. Uh, I wouldn't know what that's like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you use your, your phone thumb thing. My phone thumb thing, yeah. Yeah, your touch ID, you can't use it. You can suck. I've, I've, I've only had. Anyway, this is not good podcast material. It's really not. What we're going to talk about today, I say that like, oh, like a teacher today class. Uh, Today, people of the internet who have inadvertently stumbled upon this, we're going to discuss or, the... Or advertently. They may, they may like... People may like it. I'm not willing to accept that. Um, Do we like it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to like. Uh, no, sorry, I don't know how to love. I know how to like. Um, oh, do you want a hug? No. Okay. Basically, what we're going to talk about today is the idea of funding and also... How do you do stuff until you can get funding? And then once you have funding, how do you do stuff with the funding? Yeah. And how much you should put personally invest, you know, financially invest yourself. Yes. In, in a non-boring mathematical way. Yes, because like you don't know how said, to... <laughs> I mean... uh, We're going to talk about funding. It's not a lecture on it. Like, and also, we're probably not going to tell you how to get funding. No. Because I don't know why we... I don't know why people stop well, us. Well, you've got funding. I don't have funding. You do have funding for things. I mean, in the past. All right, yeah. Well, no. I've always just 
done stuff off my own back and then maybe made money off it but that's not like getting funding anyway we should probably explore that in more detail as we go so I guess the first thing to do then Chris is you're now in a stage where actually you relatively often get funding for the projects what did what did you do before people were dumb enough to give you money I used my own money Uh, a lot of time that's true actually I mean it's only kind of in the past year that the projects I've been working on is has had some level of funding, whether it be a tiny amount of funding or, or a larger amount of funding. I think the with the the production of the trailer for the short film that was the biggest budget I'd had so far, and it was like three and a half grand. Thankfully, I had somebody that was the budget, you know, they were the budget. Yeah. On that, um, but beforehand it was really kind of just putting your own time and money in and, and that's kind of one of the reasons I was like you know what I'm because I started working when I was 16 um, at a part time job still in that part time job that's another podcast episode but that a lot of that because obviously I don't kind of I, I didn't have that level of responsibility or oh I've got all these bills or whatever I go ah I'll put this money into to doing that and a lot and, and some of it also is going uh, kind of talking to my parents and them and them so supporting me in that way as well rather than kind of go you know I remember going hey listen guys I want to do for example the Fringe show I want to go to the Fringe I might take it alone I think I'm still at uni or, or whatever or, or I might take it no I wasn't I graduated by that point I was like maybe take it alone like, we'd rather you didn't do that we'll, we'll put a bit of money we'll invest in it and, and we'll pay you back and then also I gave you some money as well and also you gave me some money as well aye. I, took, yeah. that so sweet, like, I took out that sweet credit card what a great idea is, that was this is true so, <laughs> so yeah I know so I mean you've kind of got to be You've, you've got to, I think, invest a lot about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. But, but also, you've got to be a bit careful. I think there were some things in the past where I was a little bit silly about, like, insisting on paying everybody's accommodation um, at the fringe. Because yeah, that, that was, was a lot, lot of money. Like, yeah. I'm glad I did it, but, you know, it'd be better if we had funding for that. Yes. Purpose, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, exactly. those, and well, I'm sure we'll talk about that later on, the whole, the whole crowdfunding thing. I'm not... I'm not super big on that. No, no, things. It's a bit, and, and we'll get to that in more depth. But, um, you know, a lot of the times, just kind of, I hope, you know, pay, pay, I usually know money that you get from a, a part-time job, which is always a great thing. Um, if you don't have, you know, if you don't have a family to feed, um, and you can survive not feeding yourself. Or even much. if you do have a family to feed, yeah, fuck no, we're not advocating that. No, we, we're not you should feed your family. No, you should first. feed your family. Prioritize yeah. your family for your own self indulgence. Yeah. Oh, you call that self indulgence? I'm calling us self indulgence. Oh, we're definitely self indulgent. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I mean, we're doing this for fuck's sake. It's true. We're our only listeners. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Uh, but no, I think you're right. I guess one way to look at it is if you don't value your work enough to put some of your own money into it, yes. why would somebody else value it enough? to pay you for it oh totally and you know it's actually I, I, that was something that I'd kind of only ever thought well if I'm going to do things I'll probably need to put my own money in it because I didn't really see I wanted to do this stuff and I, and, I, and I liked this stuff enough to do it myself but I didn't there's another level of uh, confidence in your ability or your talent to kind of go or your work sorry not, talent's maybe not the wrong word your work to kind of go oh other people should pay for this and it was only kind of with I was talking to two actors, two really, really good actors, Karen Barkey and Hazelan Crawford. We were doing a, uh, it was kind of a little semi-test pilot of one of my plays as a podcast. Um, uh, and I was saying, oh, it's going to go on in this thing, but like, are they paying you for it? Like, no, like, you need to start realising your own worth. You need to start realising that you're 
creating a, a product of value that you should then earn money for. So it's only kind of been that, it's a definite minds, mindset yeah. shift because you've kind of got to go, oh, uh, you need to put a little bit of value on your own work to get paid, you know, get paid for it. Yeah. I think, um, and you know, I, I, think, I, I think you're kind of on the same page with that. Yeah, certainly photography-wise, mine is subtly different because a lot of the trade-off, because I primarily shoot gigs for that is you get free entry to the show and because I was reviewing it, so I got free music and free entry to gigs and got to take photographs. So I kind of viewed it as a barter thing rather than a straight up money transfer. Oh. I was like, okay, I'm getting something out of this and it's actually saving me money because most of my money went on gigs and records anyway. So, you know, win-win. It's got to a point towards the end of 2015 where I was like, well, I'm now, a, I'm now good enough that I feel I should be getting charged. So I was charging for some stuff here and there. And then by the end of 2015 and 2016, I'd made a proper investment into getting a full frame camera, which was well over, which was over a grand. And I felt I had, I could justify it with the funds from the job I had. It was becoming a part of my job, as part of what I got hired for full time, was part of the skills you want to utilise from you as your photographic and video skills. And I was like, I now know enough and produce material of good enough content that there will be no more freebies. Mm-hmm. And that's held true so far. And by and large, I've not been approached by anybody asking for any freebies. So... Apart from me. Apart from you. Um... Although you that's say you'll pay me then don't, that's yeah. different. It's not, it's not the same thing. You'll get paid. Yeah. Um, I better get paid. But you know, that's a, that's a, it's not always something's about money in exchange for what. Yeah. It's you know if it's even if it's expe- if it's something you kind of want to do to go oh well you know this will build up a a CV or whatever yeah. um or or a, or that you can point to that when you're trying to get paid from somebody oh, I did I did it before yeah I think that's you should get something you know, something for your effort it doesn't or... necessarily have to be money but it could be uh-huh. an example I've given a bit for like I got to go and photograph some of my favourite bands for free and see them for free mm-hmm. so that's pretty good yep. uh, but I, I, I get you, if, if you're literally getting if you're literally putting a lot of work in and getting nothing in return beyond oh I enjoyed doing that then you maybe need to yeah, we, we, redress it a bit I've Unless you're in the very, very early stages of still hoarding your craft, in which case, maybe do that just because for the love of it. But if you're at the stage where people want you to produce something that they're... The way I've always looked at it, actually, with photography is that I used to give bands watermarked photos for free, and then if they wanted to use them for a T-shirt or an album or something like that, then you would have to pay to use that particular photograph because as soon as somebody wants to use something you have created for commercial gain, they should be paying you for it yeah I, that's a kind of simple rule but that's a good way to look at it so for example if you're putting on a play yeah. and the theatre gets some money out of people coming to the play then the theatre should be paying you aye there should be a little bit of a, a profit share or something there. I mean, with the toast or if fit, you're getting published uh-huh. uh, someone's selling your book then you should be getting should be money paid. because they're getting money off uh-huh. of your book and one of the you know there's I've had a few I wouldn't even say missteps I just say experiences when it comes to like you know like you know, even publishing con- like a publishing contract came through the door and like, oh my god, this is so exciting that they it's Vanek publishing and they go, oh, you know, you need to give us two and a half grand and we'll give you like a, sh- like a tiny bit of money. You're like, ah, it's not really that no. great. Versus, you know, that kind of the, with the book, the, the, the personal investment which you're going to then make back um, eventually when you yeah. sell all copies. With the Toasted Fiction Theatre show that we do, that, that, that I do at the Beacon, um, Th- th- that show th- there's there's funding for that for the actors and the writers and obviously myself because I'm doing the brunt of the work, work which is writing some play 
directing, producing, editing the podcast. You know, I'm, and, and that's what I was kind of thinking about today because I'd love to pay the writers more, I'd love to pay the actors more. And obviously, you'd love to pay yourself more, but you're kind of like... You there are limitations yeah, based on what you get hold of. Yeah. Where's the most work come from? And even though the fees are, are, are small in, in comparison to probably, you know, bigger outfits or professional outfits if the budget was there then yep they would get more money but there's a, a small budget and it's got to be split over several people like over maybe yeah over like I don't know maybe at least 10 people yeah um, over the course of the next two shows and you're kind of like uh, but I'm, I'm also very funny about asking people to work for free now because I go you know what it's, and, unless there, it's a, it's a lot like the, 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 the trailer for the book we're going to do that I can't pay anybody for that it's 30 second promo you're game for getting a volume down maybe give you a free book or whatever, like, um, for what that's worth. <laughs> no, that's worth. Uh, <coughs> uh, like seven pounds exactly, or something like that. Seven ninety nine. Seven ninety nine. Uh, which you can buy, I think. Rip off. Toastedfiction. Dot big cartel. Dot com. No, you can't. You can. Um, but, <laughs> but I'm a bit pernickety now about you know if I want, I want. Obviously, I I want to get paid for work, but I want to make sure the people that I'm getting to work for me or with me or collaborate with me are getting paid as well, um, and. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of a nice position now, but again, once you kind of start getting paid for stuff, it's very hard to kind of go back to not getting yes. paid and re- for re- stuff. And it's not really so, I think. Yeah, it's not all about the money. I mean, I think it's not all about the money. It's never all about the money, but I don't know if I've seen Do what it is about? What? Power and girls. It's not about either of those things. For you, maybe, but <laughs> for me, it's about... Well, that's why I got into arts. Money, power and girls. And there's... I, I have not experienced... Either. I was raised very little money, no power, and I didn't meet lots of girls, but that doesn't mean anything, apart from I meet lots of nice people, so, but that's quite nice. good in itself, maybe that's the reward, meeting lots of like-minded nice people. I don't like people, so. Unfortunately, I can't take those people down to the bank, so I don't need to, I don't need to rethink <laughs> yeah. this plan. And, uh, and <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not a big fan of people, so that, um doesn't really work for me and yet you crave their you crave their uh, validation nah not really oh please like me no <laughs> um uh, <laughs> like my stuff um buy my book buy my book I don't uh, want your validation just listen, buy my book buy my book listen to my podcast please um <laughs> but yeah no it's it's uh, it's a tricky old one isn't it yeah it's but, a tricky one but I, I guess the obvious thing to talk about then is Having funding is good, morally and resource wise. It means you can do more stuff. It yep. means you can work with people who are more, I guess, on the same level as you because they're also at a stage where they only work for getting paid and stuff, which is good. But the important question, I guess, then is how do you get to the stage where you get funding? And the answer to that, I guess, simply is you get good enough at what you're doing and have enough of a brass neck to demand money for and it. And get in the right rooms, I think. I'm just trying to think about where the fuck. How the fuck did I get funding for things? It was getting on some certain pro, like you know, there was like the Young Arts Leaders program. I got five hundred pounds of funding to put on a night, and then it was kind of just talk, you know, through that talking to people through what. One eventually, once the more work you do, the more connections. That's true. Yeah. Network you will build, and those people will then open doors, and then you know you should just kind of ask for money, and it's a bit you. I'm not necessarily still comfortable with that because I feel like I'm, you know, chasing people for money, but at the same time, you kind of just need to bite it down and go you know this Embrace is a job being a, a job. seller ah, I wouldn't say being a seller okay you being a whore about that wouldn't you <laughs> sell out sell out Callum listen it's your nickname just because I work in rolls off the tongue just because I work in the corporate 
in a corporate company in the private sector doesn't mean I'm a sellout. But it, that by definition, it kind of does. It kind of does. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just waiting. Yeah, okay. I'm just busting your balls, man. You want to stop touching my balls? <laughs> busting them, not touching them. Stop touching them all the same. Yeah, but like, it's kind of weird. No, so you're not. You're not rough enough. Um, oh, 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 matron. <laughs> <laughs> I think you said old Rachel there. No, old matron. Old matron. But I, I mean, I get there, there are, and you know, we're saying you have to get good enough and do it tools. Now, and the reality is, there are lots of tools that you can use. The internet is a marvelous tool. I mean, the internet is full of tat and crap and filth and disgustingness, but also some good things too. Yeah, well, well, uh, and there's a lot but that. There's a lot. See that you know, and I don't know why that's my biggest thing. We're talking about crowdfunding because the internet is the the home of crowdfunding, and it I is. don't. I briefly dip my toe in the water in a way that I could justifiably. I wasn't kind of going, guys, give me money to make this thing. It was guys pre-order this concept, which you know, like anything. If there's a band you like, you go up on a pre-order that album because you know it's going to come out. Yeah. That was the content. It was drink shares. It didn't hit target mainly because crowdfunding is a full time job. That is campaigning for that money for those orders is a full time gig. You need to put and you've also got to invest a and, lot of money. And you're lazy. And I'm super lazy. No, I, yeah, I'm lazy. Um, and but it just got to a point. Where, ah, I don't like you know like there's there's that. It's just it was just a kind of weird weird thing of of not kind of. I don't really know. I just not understanding how to. ハイトゥデバイソフトネスアイデンティクスとかそんなそんなそんなそんなそんなそんなそんなそんなそんなそんなそんなそんなそんなそんなそんなそんなそんなそんなそんなそんなそんなそんなそんなそんなそんなそん
done the traditional thing, he's toured the world, he's way, he produces all his own records, he's very collaborative, he's very open with his fan base. Uh, like, and he does a lot of wide variety of music, he's very creative. That's why his fan base, when he went, can I have some money to do this thing, gave him it. And then all that extra money got poured into a couple of other projects that came after the project that the funding was for yeah. as well. So in that scenario, I'm like, that's okay. You've established over a period of like 20 years yep. this fan base. You've delivered stuff to the traditional model. They pay for your live shows and for your records and your T-shirts and all that. So you asking funding at that point. When, for example, you see some things like some bands asking for money off of people to go on like their first tour. I'm yeah, like, no. Or short that. filmmakers who have not necessarily done what you've done, which is get done stuff off of their own back or gotten funding for other things uh-huh. and proven they can produce stuff. To say, just give me money so I can do this thing. Yeah, it's there's also there's also nah. where I've seen things of like people, um, that are maybe going to, you know, maybe like I will go to like a, you need to go go to a certain place or maybe go to a, a course or a class and asking for money for that. You like that? That's not, not. I'm not a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of the punk rock thing of like you want to do that thing, you do it, but I, you have to work you know, hard to like do it. You're asking strangers for money. It's it's a it's a weird kind of. I don't know, it's a weird relationship between... The, yeah. I, I mean, I'll ask people for money for a book, but that book exists. I've, yes, you've, ri- you've written I've a written book. That, that is an actual... It's here. You've written right? a book, somebody wants to read it, so they pay you to get to read it, so they have a copy yeah, of it. Yeah, as kind of... Absolutely. The norm, yeah. but, like, but that would be like me going like, oh, I need... Trade them petrol. Trade them good or trade their services. Yeah, I need petrol to get up to the to, to, um, Glasgow to sit in a cafe and write a book. That... There's, there's yeah. an element of that to, to some of the crowdfunding. You're like, that guy, that's not... If you've got a... I, I track, but there was some really cool stuff for like really creative people can, that that make that maybe don't have an est- an established background. But it's a weird thing because I think Kickstarter and all these kind of crowdfunding, you know, there's not just Kickstarter. There's Indiegogo and we there's loads of fucking places. But that those were I think kind of were born out of whole like give you know, independent artists. Let's artists control. But yeah. now it's more like people who have maybe that have established like. I'll talk about it in clubs, but Conman, Alan Tudyk, Nathan Fillion, uh, and PG, I can't remember the guy's name, I'll need to look that up, but um, created a, a, a series and they, they, they funded it from Kickstarter. It's fucking terrific. But again, they have the they have a massive fan base. Yeah, okay? proven track record. A proven track record. And you go, yeah. oh yeah, you guys are going to nail this. We, we love to see they, you guys together. They have already honed their craft yeah, and established and given the money. And that kind of, it's it's not maybe what it started out to be. I mean, would you, and, and see unless you I knew the not. person, would you would you throw money at somebody who said, I just want this money to write a book? Um, if I didn't know the person. If you didn't know, if you didn't know, you did not be dead and else they'd done. You didn't know them. <sighs> you just came across on Kickstarter. I kind of have on Inkshares. I kind of did that on Inkshares. Inkshares is a pre-order thing, which but it's I, not necessarily like crowdfunding money. I, I don't know because I, it's it's a bit like when I will put it this way. When I was thinking about oh, you know trying to get the book, and I thought should I try and crowdfund it? What would I be you know other than production costs? What I would think I be actually I'd be kind before of going, oh, you I, can I, go into that like. Crowdfunding is like in the name. If you don't have a crowd, yeah, if you don't to fund it, then no, don't don't crowdfund it. But if I, you cannot I, command the crowd, you I can't crowdfund. Depends. I think if it, you know, can you think of an example of somebody not, that's done not. something without any, without honing their craft at something for a while, or having? Do you know what I mean? Like no, I I can't off the top of my head. No, there are probably loads of people out maybe there. Maybe there are examples of them, but I can't but, think of any. All the I think, but. I don't know if I, I don't actually know if I would. I, I'd like to think I, I wouldn't. Would. I would only fund somebody if I knew them. 
But in that case, if I knew them, I would have known them developing their craft in uh, some way and feel they were talented. What if it was a really cool fucking thing? Like uh, well, I, think was, I don't know. It was a really, oh, that's a really cool thing. I want to see that or read that book. It would have a fiver. Uh, you know what I mean? No. The only the exception that I say maybe potentially business ideas because business ideas are crowd funded. They need to de- they need to get the money in order to develop the idea. They're subtly different, but even then they've got to be able to persuade me that it's uh it's a worthwhile bet. Yeah. But that's subtly different like, from an artistic thing because an artistic thing for the audience is something to get pleasure out of in some way, whether it's a intellectual pleasure or you know a, a humorous pleasure or, or whatever. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, it's a hard. So one. I think that's certainly different from saying I think this product might be cool and useful. Uh huh. Books are not. Books are not inherently useful. Oh. They can hold those open, man. No, I'm just joking. The Your, books are super useful. Yours is a, yours is a great coaster for yeah, me. It's just like a bedside coaster. table. It's also a, it's it's a. It's an amazing coaster. Your your book actually has a whiskey stain I mean, on it, so there you go. You're joking? No. It's pretty cool, right? That's actually kind of a that's a that's kind of a jude sign, it's, it's like kinda of edgy. Oh yeah, it's like ah oh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I like that. I kinda like that. I'm whiskey edgy. Whiskey cool. Yeah, you're not edgy. Drink whiskey cool. then. Oh my god. Um, you drink whiskey, you know, not edgy. You do drink whiskey. But drink whiskey right now, that's not true. I, you should, no, you're not. Maybe um, we should drink when we do this. We probably should actually. Uh, I think I'll probably get a bit flirty. <laughs> oh, nobody wants to hear that. I that's don't, not true. That's so true. I don't know actually. I don't. I no. I I, I think books are useful. No, no I mean, they are. I think, but they're not. They're not physically. You know, For example, there's that there's that daft thing that you can attach to your phone or your keys. No, there's that thing you can attach to your keys. It's an app on your phone. And you lose your keys, you hit the app on your phone, it'll, t- it'll, it'll GPS where your keys are in your house. Okay. And you'll know that. That could be inherently useful. Yeah, okay, right. A book of short stories, not necessarily, unless somebody is investing the idea of the short stories or investing in the writer, and they go, I would like to read their short stories and get oh, their insight okay, about this. Mm. But just a book as in like a collection of pages with a, you know, a cover... Not necessarily same with like a photo a photography exhibition. Again, look photos on a wall, not necessarily, but if someone was to go, Oh, they've photographed a lot of very interesting things, I'd like to go and explore that and see it a bit more. Justify it but again, that would be justified based off of I think the photographer's established skill. They might not have that exhibition, but you would no doubt see digital previews of the thing, or you would see other work in theirs they'd yeah. done as a reference point. So crowd again that suggests so that crowdfunding works if you have already established yeah, I think so. a crowd. Otherwise, I think I just, it's a bit like just asking for money without proving yourself, and I don't think it's kind of capitalist. But you know, money is money. Money is a, an exchange of of services for something else. Uh, I think there's just so much out there on crowdfunding sites, and it, you know. But again, there is. I think if you've got a track record, even if it's a small track, even no, it's small. I, track, as I say, doesn't even a big one. But I, I would say just kind of go. Oh, I want to make my first thing. I would say yeah. you could you could raise a couple. You could you could raise up to I don't know maybe a grand. No, based off. I don't know. I, I, based honestly, off I of the. Maybe I don't think I could. But that. I think you could be legitimately, you could legitimately try for it based on the fact that you've done the book, you've done the, you've had the funding, you've done the plays and all that. You've start, you've done like, the friends like you have developed stuff that somebody could say this guy has done things and mm. proven that it is of worth because you can show it. But, but then what you know? There's, there's I'm like, not saying that people give you the money, but I think if you yeah. did that, I would not think he's been a bit of a dick asking for money. Yeah. Well, there's that thing where I think a lot of the you know the the cool things with Kickstarter is like what can people get in exchange for them you know it's, it's like, I mean I couldn't really well, this is a thing you like, 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 you you offer. Go, oh, oh like uh, yeah I'll come to your house and read it but nobody fucking wants that like, but 
bands, oh, we'll come to your house and perform a private gig. That's fucking awesome. That's I think really that's cool. lame. I think those things are lame, but I think the best that's thing... That's super cool, nah. man. That's so cool. That'd be amazing, your favourite band comes I've seen things like house. bands like charge the... F- you can hang out with us if you pay us like £500. That's not cool. No, but come to your house and perform a gig. That's yeah, maybe, maybe that one. But I think that's, cool. that, that's another show I have with Kickstarters. Or, or, or learn... There was one that the band... I think the answer did one. It was like a French music one. You could go and learn... You could learn guitar lessons, learn how to stuff with the guitarist. That's yeah. another fucking cool thing. See, stuff like that, I don't mind so much. But there's a thing know. with some of the... There's other thing with some of the, I think actually... Quite funny, I think the manager have to offer like some big perks. Aye. And a lot of things, the big perks become kind of dumb and uh-huh. daft. Uh-huh. Whereas the things like, you know, you're pre-ordering someone's record. Digital download costs this. CD costs this. Vero costs this. Limited edition colour Vero costs this. See, up to that point, I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Or Vero plus T-shirt or whatever. But it, when it gets to the point where it is those kind of weird things like, oh, I've got to think of something that we can charge £500 for. Uh, nobody's going to pay that, but we've got to have it just for the sake of it. Yeah, I feel... There's a number fan. Yeah, there's a there's a there's stuff about that, the higher end of yeah. it, that I don't like as no, well. I, I, but I think that's not so much to do with the artists as that's part of the system and they've got to think of something just to put it in. So, whatever, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Uh, but just you bring it up with me like that. But and it's up to you know when you're getting something in exchange for it. Yeah, yeah. It's, cool. it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a it's a tricky business. I think the crowd for now. Essentially, what we've agreed though, it's not even that tricky. If you don't have a crowd, don't crowdfund. Or even a legit. I don't know. Not a leg, I was going to say not even if you got. A, you you can't have to have a legitimacy. That's not necessarily true. Like, because I could be the next fucking. Stephen King or what there could be you well, know, they, need to go, they need to do you think book, do you think thing, I write for like, I if write Harry Potter if J.K. Rowling was writing Harry Potter now right, if she had not written it when she wrote it but she was at the stage she was out when she was writing the first Harry Potter but she, like, she would try and crowdfund her do you think yeah. she would she would just write it right. well that's that's my problem that's that is, see that right there that's my problem and what I take a little bit of homage with is people going like, oh pay me to write this book you should be writing the book anyway the book should be written yeah like I, I, I've written a, like I, I write you know I'm writing the, the play tonight okay now we're going on to something that there may be a renomination for but I, look, most you of should, you I, write, should create, I write it first of all I write it for myself create, create for the sake of creating and then and then you try and kind of yeah, sell it I would or, agree with that put it on for money yeah. but that whole kind of thing of like oh um, I want to be a writer I want to write this thing um, but you need to pay me money so that I can write this thing that's that doesn't really sit well, and I can understand people's arguments until go, until it becomes your profession, I guess. Yeah, I, yeah, no, I to, no, to, once, oh, once no, totally, totally. But what I mean is like is is maybe you know it's kind of a bit a bit, bit like me going, oh, guys, can you give me money to write uh, a book, which is a bit like you know I'm writing the book anyway. Like, I'm going to write if I'm the book's going to get written, it's going to get written first of all whether I'm getting paid or not. But like, but again, again. It, it, it's different if you have like a agent or a publisher they go oh we're going to give you this money can you write this the, the book that's because then that's your yeah. job but it's a little bit like a pe- you know some people going oh I want to write a, 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 a book I'm kind of starting out um, can you pay me money to write that book you're like well I don't know if you I don't know if you, you can, can write, write but yeah. I, I, yeah. you know what I mean and, and I understand people's argument kind of going oh but well, what I need said. to take work, got all, to... time off work so that I can work on the book like yeah. I kind of think that you need to. We've already done that though. For we, free we have said this. We've, yeah. kind of, we've said this though. If you don't have a crowd, yeah. don't crowdfund. Yeah, and then, and and you should write that's first. It. Write first, and then ask for money second. Mm. Unless you can write get. write something that's worth selling or that people might buy. Unless, of course, you kind of have that opportunity where people go, "Oh, here's um, here's you." Even that though, professional, professional novelists have that's done that. Yeah, I mean they think they they are paid per book. I was reading, and I wouldn't. Funny enough, we're talking about the introduction to this. 
book when we get to clubs, but uh, this story when we get to clubs, but Stephen King wrote um, in the introduction to, to the story, You Are, I think it's called, or, or You're, um, which basically, long story short, he was asked by Amazon Kindle to write a story based, you know, um, using Kindle as a plot device, which he was like, no, like, first of all, no, I, I don't write on demand, and, and I don't, that's, it was kind of down with it, then he got an idea, he was like, fuck, that's awesome, wrote it, said, here you go, the guys can use it, um, and people kind of wrote that, you know, kind of got a lot of shit for it, like, oh, you can sold out, or this or that, and next thing, and the thing he said was, I write for love, but love don't pay the bills. That's true. Which, yeah. Kind of some, you know, you, that, there's a kind of like, yeah, you should be writing, if you want, if you want to write stuff, write anyway, if you want to, you know, take photos, take photos anyway, and then, then charge or then try and yeah. get money for you know then, then try and pay the bill with I don't, like, I don't, I don't like every band I photograph you know like I mean? let's not kid ourselves I've photographed some pretty dubious bands mm-hmm. but you know, you know it's part mean? of the I game I just that I love that yeah. I was reading the book and, I, and the story I talk about is maybe one of my favourites weirdly one of my favourite uh, short stories one of my favourite Stephen Kings as well and you're just like wow but that whole you know I write I write uh, I write for love but love don't pay the bills is true. phenomenal I wish love did play bills but Play the bills, eh? Play, play the bills. Did I say play? Oh, shit. Sorry. It'd be good if it did play them, I guess. They'd be kind of abstract and cool. Then you could uh, set up a crowdfunding campaign to make it a thing. Probably. <laughs> Probably be quite successful. If I'd, if I'd managed to make abstract concepts like love perform on demand, yeah, people would pay for that. Um, <laughs> Probably, eh? Still, I, don't know. I don't really actually know. I actually don't want to know what that would entail. Let's move on from that swiftly. Because Let's move on from the concept of me controlling abstract ideas about human the human condition. That's the point where people turn off when you say things like that. Not the fact you've been rambling on saying the same thing repeatedly for like five minutes. Just listen. If they don't turn off at that, then they turn off at you, is my point. Fair point, because that's how time works. It is linear like that, you're quite <laughs> right. Fuck you. It's not my fault time is linear. <laughs> it's right with my control. But if you could control it, Oh, if I would if I'd fund it, I'd what? perform would... that on stage next to Love, Love and Time. On if stage. I could control time, I would... Uh... What would you do, actually, if you if you could time travel? This, is not, this is not for the podcast. Uh, just quickly, top of your head, what would you do? I'd generally want to do just something like, like funny. Well, if you can think of a funny answer, do that first. That's what was my rule. <laughs> what would I do? Hey... So what I would do, right? I would go back to me at sixteen, oh and I would, God. I would say, "Yo, man, just grow the full beard now because it's better on you than this kind of revolving array of facial hair that you have every couple of weeks <laughs> until you turn twenty and meet a girl, and she goes, the full beard looks much better, and you realise that. And since then, like, I have not been clean shaven. I've had a full beard since I was twenty. I'm now twenty seven. I try to keep it under control and all that. I've not grown it for seven years. That'd be ridiculous, but. That's what I would do. I'll go back to me at 16 and say, just grow the full beard now because it looks better. That's what I would do if I had time travel. Yeah. What would you do? I think it'd be cool to go back and see the Beatles play live. That'd be a cool thing. Probably a bit cheaper as well. They're going to see <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Um, but although how, how expensive would the time machine be? I don't know. I don't have... There's the, there's the, I, there you go, there's, there's yeah. the problem. Maybe we should crowd um, for the time know, machine. Maybe we should have done it and I'd like, oh, I'd, I'd meet Jesus or something like I that. I think Jesus would be that interesting to be honest with me. Probably just be a guy. 
they, they didn't speak the language you spoke. Yeah, which I, is actually a gag. Yeah, my ancient Hebrew is pretty shit. That's a gag in a play I've got in development somewhere. Maybe just giving away now. Fuck. I don't think anyone's going to steal that gag. I think no, no, it's, it's not. It's not steal the gag, but comedy's funny at the second time round. No, sorry, comedy's less funny the second time round. Comedy's not as funny <laughs> the second time round. Nicely done. Fuck you is what is is what I'm saying here. <laughs> Fuck you is what you're saying. I think you just fucked yourself. Yeah. Uh, you get uh, anything else on the financial funding? I, I've actually applied for funding to put on a photography exhibition that would be quite self-indulgent, but the money was there, so but, but there's also, but do it. What, what, but that's the first time I've applied for funding for anything. Everything else, I've, I have worked a part-time job to fund it, or I've freelanced at places to allow me to buy better gear, or to Aye. go places, this... or I've you know had people pay me for the work I've done for them, but I've never... Been funded mm-hmm. for anything. I mean, to sum up, uh, probably sum up. Don't crowdfund if you don't have a crowd. Fun, work hard. Work, put a little bit of uh, work uh, hard. And put your own time, money in. People will then pay you for your work if it's too good. Much money in. Yeah, like don't buy up Just oh, that's silly. You still no. need to be able to go to the pub and that's, stuff. That's silly. You still need to survive. I thought about the pub a lot, though. Yeah, my bite and I'm a bit worried about you. That's... It's because I'm a hungry now, mate. I only had whiskey for breakfast that one time. <sighs> Twice. Twice. Yeah, You're right. One of those two times. It's yeah. fine. Saw it on your Snapchat. Is there anybody add you on Snapchat after you put it in the podcast? <laughs> no. Amazing. It's not amazing. Yeah. If anything, it'd be more amazing if they had. This is true. Yeah. Um, so, I don't yeah. know if anybody listens to the podcast doesn't really have me on Snapchat anyway, if they have Snapchat. It's true. Really. Yeah. Um, okay, I think we've we've covered the yeah. whole. Yeah. So if you have any... We should probably start talking to the email address if anybody has any... Questions, questions, questions abuse. Uh, nah, abuse. Well, I can follow the ones to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ignore them. Uh, or any any ideas for topics that yeah. you want to hear us ramble yes, on about that absolutely. might help you in your creative endeavours or you might just think it's funny to hear us yeah. try and <laughs> kind of sound smart about certain shit. Try and sound smart. How dare you say um, Then just, you can catch us on the, the cryingbeards at gmail.com. I don't know, you said it. The beers at gmail.com. Good, let's go with that. I'm or sure it is. We're on, we, we'll tell you our Twitter things and stuff like that later on as well, I would yeah. imagine. Uh, you would imagine. Yes. So clubs and stuff, let's go. I love that bit. Yeah, it's the best bit. I love just the <laughs> It's the best bit. It's I, what I hope. Hopefully, is... you could. We didn't address it later on. Hopefully, you edit it better this time so it doesn't. Like, there's not just a bit that appears oh, yeah, in the so podcast was, yeah, again. There was a, there was a... If you haven't addressed it, I might address it later on. We're so lackadaisical about this that we didn't even check the podcast before we put it up yeah there was a weird issue yeah but who cares but yeah um, nobody I love that little jungle what I hope for is our podcast to get such a fan base where you have all these creative people listening to it and go I'm going to write some I'm going to make some fan art and I end up getting like a my face drawn on a t-shirt with a speech (laughs) bubble out just saying jingle and then another speech bubble saying nailed it Cause I want my own catchphrase. I like how you've designed a T-shirt of yourself and your your head has been developed by a fan of yours. Yep. Wow. A fan of ours, not just mine. You, you've got your own T-shirt <laughs> as well. I'll probably say something like a uh, social capitalist uh, art medium of the grass leaves or something. I don't know. Some. Oh, the grass leaves. I, I just looked out the window and saw grass and leaves, and I was like, "You see, really 
pseudo intellectuals are pseudo that is something oh pseudo, pseudo. you try to say I'm not intellectual and is that what that means I will bring, <laughs> see that's the yeah, point I, just, I will bring both my degrees around and slap them in your face if I knew where they were well, which I don't well, that'd be, so. so your t-shirt would be you wearing a cardigan um, <laughs> exposing that probably some sort of check shirt I mean where am I not yeah, a check shirt exposing too much chest hair and then saying something like intellectual about art that nobody like a sentence that nobody understands even Stephen Fry would be like what the fuck does that mean do not, do not suggest that good outsmarter Lord and Saviour Stephen Fry. Do you think people mix up our voice, like our voices and the like faces? No, because they can tell I have the authority. No, but I mean, like, what if they think my face is your voice? I don't think that happens. Happened to Mark Campbell and Simon Mayo. No, it's. I think we are distinct enough physically and vocally that people can a- apply them to each other. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Like I sound, you sound less nasally than you. Less nasally. Less nasally. No, less nasally. I, yeah, I think you sound less nasally, but I sound. I'm a bit whinier. I sound more virile. So. So that see it's shit. That that's your shit. I sound more virile. Will be on the. You know what virile shirt. means, right? I no, I don't. Sexually potent. Yeah. See that's <laughs> it. See the. The icon. You can't sound very doesn't work. Our logo, you were supposed to be the crying. I uh, am the sad one. Now I feel like the sad one because I don't understand what you're talking about (laughs) and you make me sad. You're going to be a writer as well. How can I outboard you? I might be a lot of things. (laughs) Writer, director, whatever. Master of none. We didn't do our proper introductions or something director thing. This is what happens when we take a break. Yeah. Of two weeks, this is what happens. We were on a break! We completely lost it because you kept on going to the pub. I think, no, I wouldn't tell you to try and do something interesting. Uh, let's come back to clubs. Yeah. Jingle again. I will cut you all this shit. Jingle! Jingle. <laughs> uh, so, okay. what are we doing first? Uh, I don't know what you want to talk about first. Music, TV, film. Music. Okay. What have you been listening to, Chris? Um, I have been listening to A slash B by Kaleo. I think that's how you say their name. Kaleo. To B. Uh, their debut album. It's a really, really, really strong album. Um, it's they have a couple of kind of hits that you can't. The big, big songs. That the 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 one of the songs "Way Down We Go" is one of those ones that's. Played, yes, it's actually it's on the soundtrack to the FIFA 16, it's on adverts, it's, on, it's, it's, it's pretty much kind of one of those songs that's everywhere at the moment. They've also got a song called No Good, which is I think from that HBO's vinyl. Uh, I've not watched the show, but... Which has been cancelled. Which has been cancelled. Um, but it's a really good album. What I like about the album is that the A slash B is a play on this A side and the B side, and they designed the album kind of like that. Side A, or also it's the one, the one, the one album, uh, if you're listen to the CD side A is kind of more faster upbeat rockier tunes and side B is the slow kind of slowed down softer version and there's some it's just a really 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 strong album Vade, Vade as well all the songs there's a bit of bluesy um, uh, stuff in there there's some kind of fast paced rock uh, and then there's some just beautiful acoustic stuff and there's almost like a country tinge, uh, tinge theme to it there's, it's a great great album Cracking debut, um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they come out with. And there's also some great songs there on YouTube that aren't on the album, um, which which is terrific. They, they seem like a kind of real, real strong up and coming band, man. Yeah, rock and roll. Okay. 
A lot of the new Nails record, which is called You Will Never Be One of Us, I believe, which is uh, Nails are like a. I guess it's called like. Nine Inch Nails are? No, Nails no, are called. Nails. I love Nine Inch Nails on condition. I could do a whole podcast on Nine Inch Nails. Nails without Nail, No, Nine Inch Nails are a very kind of expansive electronic rock uh, soundscape kind of thing, but it's Nails, the band I'm talking about, are a three piece who are just the most unrelentingly aggressive and violent band ever. They just play like songs that are like two and a half minutes. And it's just unrelentingly heavy and fast and aggressive and hateful and full of spite. And it's so good. Is, I was go- is that the start to a good review? Yeah. Jesus fuck. Yeah, it's unrelenting, it's spiteful, it's hateful, it's so noisy and aggressive. Uh, yeah, it's really good. That and also, I've listened to that a lot. But it's only about 20 minutes long, so I've not listened to that for very long. It's got like 10 tracks, it's about 20 minutes long. Oh, really? It's so fast and aggressive. Yeah, that disappoints me when the songs, the band, the albums nah, are really, really short, short. short and intense, it works for them. If this was longer, it would just, it would just, you would, your head would be caved in. See, I'm disappointed that short albums seem come from the guy who wrote a book full of 50 word stories. Yeah. Like, fuck me, right? <laughs> <laughs> No sense of self-awareness whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I've been listening to a lot of the new Let Live album, which is really good. Let Live are. They would describe themselves as soul punk, which this album's more relevant than ever, and that it's a lot of punk rock influences, a bit of hardcore punk, and then a lot of kind of soul and pop. I find the mind the skin is like a heavy metal Michael Jackson, which isn't particularly true because they're not particularly heavy metal at all, but it is a, a rock band sort of version. This new album's a lot, involves a lot more of those kind of soul and expansive influences, and ditches a lot of the more aggressive and angular elements that have been on their other two albums that were mixed in with that soul stuff. And I enjoyed those first two records a bit more because I liked that dichotomy of the big soulful vocals and exp- uh, really expansive and catchy ideas and quite four, four things all right, with the really aggressive, angular, noisy, screamy bits. It was a cool contrast. They've ditched most of the screamy parts and stuff they got on this record to indulge at, which I think is cool because it works for them on this because to a certain extent they've kind of mastered that so how many more records of those kind of songs do you need to write but it's a really really good record if you like um, the idea of music that has a kind of this sort of punk aesthetic and edge but is as catchy as Michael Jackson and full of like sort of genuine soul and it's a lot of kind of politically aware stuff about police brutality and racism in America and a lot of very intimate soul searching stuff lyrically as well so if any of those things sound good I would recommend picking up because that's the first album you've described that I've actually thought I actually don't want to listen to that no, I think it's called Let Live Let Live is the band name the album's called If I'm the Devil I think you would like this album there are probably tracks of other albums you would enjoy but I don't it think like the, 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 last, the other three albums are a little bit they're probably a bit delicate ears they're probably a bit aggressive for you but I would think you would actually like Pretty much every song on this new album, actually, apart from there's one song on this album where they indulge what they've done in the other albums. Well, light, light me up. That. We oh, should probably we'll put links to the things we talk about. We could do that. This is a lot harder. Maybe we'll talk about doing that later on. We'll do that. Uh, books. What have you been reading? Books. Oh, I just finished a great. There's two things I want to talk about uh, briefly. The, the first one is uh, it's a novella by Stephen King called it's You Are or Your. Um, uh, I've talked about Ellen on the podcast. It's in his collection, The Bizarre of Bad Dreams. And basically, it's this guy has he, he, he has an argument with his girlfriend, 
because he's reading a book and she's like talking about a bad day and he's not really listening she throws the book um, they have an argument she walks out um, and the whole thing like uh, why don't you read stuff on why don't you read book why don't you read on computers like everybody else so he orders a Kindle kind of um, after that and it's like a pink Kindle which is like one of a kind and it ends up kind of uh, there's a function on it that kind of taps into all these essentially alternate universes where our authors who who may have like for example Hemingway who died in a certain time didn't die when he did and he wrote like extra books so they has this actually this whole database of alternate realities like 10 million that's cool and so cool so inventive um and you it, it was written as that kind of the the, the Amazon kind of as a plot yeah. device doesn't feel like any kind of plot advertising yeah. PR um, it just acting thing yeah. it just totally fits the story it's so organic it's fantastic it's so imaginative the second thing I want to talk about is a book by Ali Brosh called Hyperbole and a Half and it's fucking hilarious it's basically it's taken from her blog um, so it is kind of personal anecdotal uh, stories about her life um, uh, and just kind of uh, you know the stories about just like trying to train our dog is a bit simple um, there's, stuff, there's stuff in there about depression about identity um, about kind of moving house and there's also a really funny story about uh, a goose that gets into the, the, the house it's really 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 genuinely laugh out loud funny um, kind of sweet at points uh, and also I think it's for anybody if, if you've ever felt a little bit weird or different or out of place or like you know you're growing up you're, I don't really know what I'm doing read this book and you won't and you'll feel a lot better you kind of feel oh okay it, 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 it's 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 really wonderful. It's kind of right. It's, it comes from the heart. I don't think there's there's much else out there from her. Um, and this is a book that does appear on most like if you funniest books to read. It's like up on the top. That's how I came across it. Um, and it's so so funny. Um, Hyperbole and a Half by Ali Brosh. It's fucking hilarious. Genuinely, I've laughed. I laughed out loud. I mean, need to look into that. Actually, I'll give you. Funny. I'll give you. I'll give you a loan about finished it. That's nice. It's really fun. it's really funny it's, there's loads of like pictures I can't remember the, the thing she 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 used to draw but it's it's like almost like deliberately badly drawn fo- uh, drawings and they, it's like a kind of comic slash book it's fucking so funny those pictures are brilliantly it's just the comic timing in each individual frame is so inventive I, I, I don't know really how you can uh, she come up with that stuff but it's absolutely amazing and it is if you feel a little bit weird at times it makes you feel a little bit not less weird but not gives you a little bit yeah, yeah. Little, yeah it gives you a little bit yeah. more confident like oh it's kind of nice to be a little weird yeah absolutely it's wonderful book so there are my there are my two what you've been reading man uh, I have been reading well I picked it up again because I bought it a year ago when it came out and I started reading it and then it kind of fell away from it I'm going to get back into it again or something another day is uh, Post-Capitalism, A Guide to Our Future by Paul Mason, who was the former economics editor for Channel 4 News. He now writes for The Guardian, is a columnist, and he does books and stuff like that, and has been one of them. And it's the idea about where he sees a potential future for economics based on the idea that capitalism has gone too far. Typical ideas like socialism and its other form doesn't work, so you need to go beyond those things. Uh that is quite a way to kind of political, like, this is the way to do things and how to influence things and all that. But his writing style is easy to get into. Uh, it's good to read. If you're interested in such things, I think it's quite a good read. If you're not massively invested in it, then uh, if, if it's not... If the interest in sort of political systems rather than day-to-day politics is not your thing, it's probably not worth getting into. But I am interest stuff like that so I'm enjoying reading that and I really like Paul Mason as well as a, as a journalist he's very influential on 
the sort of things that I haven't really done because of the way my career has gone so far, but it's sort of you go back to that. His, his approach to journalism is the sort of thing I would like to do, i.e. get to the point where I can just write books about stuff and people just ask my opinion, that'd be pretty sweet. But that's what I've been reading at the moment. Lovely. How, uh, just, just a quick question, not to delve into it too much, how relevant is it to current times? Anything now? I mean, it's relevant in that it's suggesting that the capitalist society we live in just now is not, has a has a limited lifespan on it now, so it is relevant in that respect. It's not directly relevant to any particularly recent political events as such. Okay. Okay. It's right. more relevant, I guess the biggest political event it's mostly relevant to is the economic crash of 2008 and how we've mm. dealt with that since. Because it's, it's very much about the idea that austerity is not, it's a neoliberal uh, machine to sort of continue this process that is not working. It just perpetuates a bad idea. Mm-hmm. So it's more to do with what's happened post 2008 than anything that's happening right this second. But what's happening now is a result of stuff that's happened in 2008. So. Cool. That's cool, man. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, TV. I've been rewatching Game of Thrones from the start. Terrific. What did you think at the end of the season? It was brilliant. It was terrific, wasn't it? We probably can't talk about it too much because of spoilers no, and stuff. No, I don't want to talk about too much. But I, I really enjoyed it. It's a strong couple of... Couple by of the by, we discussed... We have discussed um, a thing about someone's parentage before. Yeah, did we talk about it on the podcast? Or we just in didn't, life? but just in life we've talked about it. Oh, in life, in life, in life. HBO have leaked a thing yeah, unintentionally. It's a yeah, Venn diagram yeah it's, it's a, not a Venn diagram. It's, not, it's one of those Venn yeah, diagram yeah. things. It's a graph. How unsurprised were you with the results of that? Uh, not surprised at all. Yeah. Because it's been like a fan theory. Yeah. And that's kind of my problem. And again, not a dive into Green Thrones again, but that's kind of my problem. Or, or a little bit of like a fight where, where George R. Martin, because he's not finished the book in like 20, you know, the series in 20 years, he's kind of shot himself a bit in the foot because there's been so much time has passed since he started the series. If you could see his foot over his fat stomach. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Leave him be. I'm sick of him. Listen, but, but what my point is, <laughs> yeah. is that... There's so much time has spanned since he started the books, like two decades. Somebody's guess was going to happen. Guess was going to happen. Yeah. So, so, so it's 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 not even. I, I just wonder how much surprise he's got left. And yeah. I could be fucking wrong. I could, yeah, like, he could. But, yeah, yeah. But I feel like there's just like, with that. Basically, thing, all he been, could surprise us with is how somebody dies. Essentially, like, like whole, I mean, the, the the a certain character death in this season was a surprise. The yeah. whole, that whole revelation was a surprise. However, that's now not yeah. surprising the books. No, but also. There's in fact not even that. Somebody somebody guessed that years ago. Yeah. So you're kinda like with the likes of J.K. Rowling, she brought it up a book a year since she she brought it high for You didn't have time. time to yeah. kind of that's how it's gonna there wasn't time to write the story yourself. Yeah, when you take five or six years between books there's plenty of time to figure shit out. Yeah, that's the problem because people are just writing the story themselves and writing it yeah. their own thing. So it's you know, I, I you know Yeah, I don't I have a bit of a problem with that it's yeah. just not a problem it's kind of but it's weird watching it from the beginning because you actually suddenly remember things were like you get very I think you're very involved in Game of Thrones and you kind of forget how much time has passed like this kingdom's now been at war for mm-hmm. six years it's quite a long time yeah when you think about it and you're like oh yeah this was like different like it, and it has ch- and, it, and that kind of reaffirms to me okay. how good it is what also occurred to me is that really good. 10 episodes a season 6 seasons mm-hmm. each an hour long yeah. that's 60 hours of television uh-huh. and that Television program is still as enthralling. Uh, there's only thirteen hours left. Yeah, but I think I find it hugely enthralling. I think it's wonderful. Like the fact that something has been done that well that's enthralled you for sixty hours is a testament to 
to, it's a testament to George R. R. Martin's source material, but I think yes. it is more a testament to the people that direct and write and produce that TV show and the the ta- the of the cast within it. They deserve yeah. a fucking. Oh, they, somebody should like, buy them all a drink. Not me, I can't afford to, but somebody else who can should buy them all a drink. drink. Well, well, we know who you would buy a drink for, anyway. Your friends from Game of Thrones. Episode two on the podcast. If you're not interested, we'll yeah. tracking if you've not yes. heard it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's terrific. Yeah, it's, it's terrific. I, the only television show I think that trumps it still is The Wire, and The Wire's just got something special. Wire's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, so I know because I have all, because I, well, I have all six now, because iTunes now you can buy stuff, you can buy games, uh-huh. so it's done. So I've started watching it from the beginning in. Cool. Uh, my TV is actually technically a web series. No, it's not technically a web series, it is a web series. Um, it's called Corman by Alan Tudyk of Firefly, um, Serenity Fame, I don't want them. He's, he's done loads of really cool shit. He's in, he does a really good role in Death at a Funeral. He does, um, he, uh, if, if people know, I'll just know the song. Nathan Fillion, again, another one, Castle Firefly. Uh, and it's basically about a, form, a struggling sci fi actor who was on a, a, a much loved. Uh, sci-fi show cancelled before it's time very, very I wonder what this is yeah, in reference it's been, to it's called Spectrum he plays a captain called Cash and also in the show he played Watch and it's just kind of about his experiences of trying to kind of become that's know, cool. the and also experiences at conventions it sounds almost so. like episodes which is that comedy with Matt LeBlanc it's kind of about like episodes meets extras uh-huh. meets something completely by the by how good is episodes oh it's such a good show it's one of the best comedies I've seen in years it's such a Terrific I love show. it. I, I feel it's it. very underrated. Very underrated. Matt, Le- Matt LeBlanc in it is incredible. Matt LeBlanc's really kind of. I like how you suddenly realise Matt LeBlanc is like a genuinely really talented actor. Really he good. just doesn't have to do shit it's anymore because he's so rich. Yeah, I think. I think. Yeah, I think that was kind of the thing. I thought I don't really know how to do yeah. stuff. Yeah, but I mean, in that show, he's amazing. The um, no, that episode's a great show, and it does. It kind of has inflections of episodes and definitely extras. The kind of that kind of awkward humour that that was really perfected in yeah. the office and extras you can go on and the family setups like he just quickly he the one episode I mean, they're only 10 minute episodes 13 uh, episodes are like 10 15 minutes tops you can get it through it in, in a day and it's really it's well worth it you can get it on iTunes or, um, or just go to the website I'm not, I think there's a season 2 coming out there's one scenario where like he voiced a black character he voiced like 4 different characters and he, yeah. then he goes to a, a comic book store and it, 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 he, he, it's, like, it's like a racial stereotype panel but he doesn't uh, know it and he's kind of he's kind of hammered because he's like I fucking don't want to do this yeah, yeah. and then he's sitting next to two um, black actors who are talking about stereotypes and racism and then they kind of start, start playing shows from the clips and he, and he does like Chinese accent and it's, it's and it has that kind of like, no no yeah. this is horrible oh, this is such a bad yeah. and at the same time it's so funny and it's just it's a very very well written well put together show um, that was crowdfunded yeah. or not. and I think but I think the second season likes being crowdfunded has been produced by Comic Con and HQ um, and it's such a fucking funny show and if you miss seeing you know, I think most of the Firefly cast I think all of the Firefly cast cameo in it some as themselves some yeah. as other people um, and it's just so good I loved that I was running Joker episodes for four years and it, it was always like can you get somebody from Friends into this and they never turned up and then one time David Schumer that was awesome and that was one of the most exciting moments yeah but I loved it. it it was like a constant it was like an in joke yeah. like they kept they kept teasing oh someone's going to come in and then they just went and then just, oh, and then they the most bizarre circumstances David yeah. Schumer came yeah it's, it's pretty good awesome. but no that's I, I want you to watch episodes now 
Yeah, it's coming back in it for the last season. I hope so. Final I hope. I hope. Final. I think so. Cause I think. I think they've run just about as far as they can with it. They need uh, to tie it up. But Conman, I'll, seriously, watch Conman. It's so so good. Yeah, it hurts. Okay, okay well, I guess last thing then is in terms of films. I'm not really bit saying. I've I got Deadpool when it came out, and it's still really really good. Generally, a very funny film. Uh-huh. I'm going to even watch that again without the hype. Yeah. the hype ruined that. Why do you watch it twice in the week that I got it? Because I was kind of like, ah, maybe after the first time because you know what happens, but actually, yeah. it it does it stands up the really well. The film I think I've done that in recent memory is Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. What a wonderful film. Like watched that one of my favorite films of all time. Like twenty four hours. Like that was a f- yeah. Just, like, I showed that. I showed that to someone who was remain nameless. They weren't actually massively impressed. That should have been a sign of things to come, really. <laughs> oh, anyway. Cuddles. Um, but I watched... I got a double bill for, for our listeners. Okay. An interesting double bill, quickly. Um, Saving Mr. Banks. I don't know if you've seen that. It's about the making of many forms essentially it's a bi- it's oh, okay. a would you describe it as a biopic or a, a, a based on like, real life like story that Finding Neverland one that's about the guy that wrote Peter Pan I don't I've not seen that maybe but that's what that's it's about it's, like a, it's essentially about what Peter, Disney tried to get Pan. but essentially the Finding uh, Neverland James Barry is it James yeah. Barry it's about his life and him writing the book ah, it's not but it's not about Peter Pan the, as such same as Mr Banks so Tom Hanks plays Walt Disney and, and Emma Thompson plays the author of the Mary Poppins book P.L. Travers and it's and it's about then essentially try to convince her to make the film right okay so it's because she's so I guess it's a similar kind of idea but yeah, it's, it's kind of like rather than the book so it's like it kind right. of it's a flashback to her childhood right and then present so it cuts between the past and the present but you kind of get an idea of where the right, book okay. comes from and why it's kind of so dear yeah. to her and, and why she doesn't kind of want to part with the rights yeah, and she yeah. she's afraid that, that Disney are going to Disneyfy the book and they're going to ruin it and they're going to and she's against cartoon it's a, she's a great performance by Emma Thompson Tom Hanks is wonderful as always Emma Thompson's one um, of the best Bradley Whitford BJ Novak and Jason Schwartzman are like the three kind of like the songs lyrics guy and the, the, the screenwriter they're all I mean it's an amazing cast Colin Farrell plays like her dad in the past yeah. I didn't know and I thought that's a really really good really good performance um, and the whole thing is kind of about um them just trying to convince her and kind of why she hates it. She's really she's kind of a stickler. She hates everything, um, and Kate, and it's just an interesting thing because you're watching all the stuff you love from Mary Poppins. She's like, I hate that. Almost, yeah. A little bit. She's like, I'm going to do this, but I hate that. She's like, it's not going to be the first thing she says to them is like, it's not going to be a musical. You're like, that what? It kind of blows your mind a little bit. And obviously, the the the, the second part of that double bill would be Mary Poppins. I can't wait to adapt your novel into a musical. That would, I'd love that. No, not my musical version of it not my novel um, but no, that's a really, it's an interesting double I bought Mary Poppins last night because I you know watched it with a bank like, this is a great film that sounds good and it's just it's magical and then also you watch Mary Poppins and it also and it, it just provides another perspective on the film a little bit yeah it's not even so much you know it's like it's just like it's saying Mr Banks Mary Poppins is about Mr Banks being saved that's who Mary Poppins is here to save Whereas the first kind of time you watch it is Mary Poppins is awesome. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. All songs. Very cool. But you watch it again, you kind of have this other, like, how close it was to P.L. Travers' life, the author of the book's life, and how it's in some of the stuff that almost didn't kind of make it in the film if she got her way. But she needed to, she actually, she needed, funny enough, she needed the money um, to, she actually just needed the, the money. That's why, why she, she, she had to go through and make the film. That's the only, so it kind of ties in with our episode. Um, but that's a nice old bill. Same Hashtag as a bias. Mary Poppins. 
Kind of. And then she wrote, I think, a sequel to Mary Poppins in the Kitchen. Something like that. That's what it was rubbish. Um, I don't know, but Tom Hanks is wonderful. Do you fancy did... Tom Hanks? I don't fancy him, but I would like him to give me a cuddle. I think Tom Hanks would give me Are a cuddle. Are you that kind of escalated? No. No. Mm. No. <laughs> no, I'm just going. But you, he, he looks like he could give you a hug and you go, oh, that's really nice, thanks, man. Don't like hugging. But if Tom Hanks came to hug you, you'd say, no thanks, Woody. Yeah. Or um, any other of his many famous roles. Walt Disney. <laughs> you can't remember? Holy fuck, that one. He's a terrific actor. Yeah, he's, he's pretty good. Many, many things. Anyway, still, um, have you seen the trailer for Sully, actually? Come out today. Yeah. About the uh, crash on Hudson, uh, oh, the Hudson River. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but I've watched yeah, it. Oh. He's in that. Huh. It's awesome. Happy days. Hey. What are you working on? Just to wrap up. Jingle! Jingle. Just to wrap this up. Uh, what am I working on? What are you working on? Eh, nothing in particular. I've got some gigs and stuff coming up. Uh, well, I'm going to, I'm going to the Tech Fest actually with a band called Frontier, who my friend is in. And they're kind of a cross-continental band thing. He wrote a lot of the music. Collaborate with this guy he met through other musical people who lives in America. Uh, and they self-produced it and all that, put it together themselves. He even did the vocals over there, he did all the music here. And then they put it out and it's generated quite a wee bit of internet success. So it's kind of a big deal, this worldwide debut of the, their live stuff at TechFest. I'm going there as a photographer, which was fun. Awesome. Uh, I mean, they, they sound like they're the most noisy, aggressive thing in the world. It's great. It just sounds like... If you could turn the word disgusting into an, an oral equivalent of music, then it would be this... It's pretty good. And that's a good review again. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, amazing. So I'm going there with them that. Uh, that's the main thing that's coming up at the moment. I think before we do another podcast, I'm probably going to redo the website and stuff. Uh, if I get funding for this photo idea, we can go into that in more depth in a future podcast. We'll do. Uh, that's, the, that, that's the main thing. I'm possibly looking into it to get more funding. I'm trying to do some more things with people or portrait kind of stuff and I'm going down to Tech Fest with Frontier which will be fun awesome what are you working on? I'm working on the next the next uh, Toast Fiction Theatre Sessions uh, which is next Thursday actually oh something I might, might be in that well, something you I, am, I, am wor- I am working Good. on that I might, I might um, even finish it and send it to you I might not do that please do that um, so, so well, if I don't finish it can I still be in it? Uh, no why would why what, what if what if I don't show you it before the night? No, but no. Oh. That, no. That, you can't do that, man. You can't okay. not do that. That's, you know, that's not... I can see it's making you nervous, the idea yeah. of, like, me turning up and doing a thing and you don't know what it is. Uh, oh, no. Oh, no. Um, but no, <laughs> I, uh, yes, yeah, so I, I was, uh, today I was reading through submissions for that, actually. A lot of really good scripts. That's, the, you know, it's like a lot of kind of great scripts going through and, was, and it's a bit like, oh, there's, there's, if I could do that, and it's, it, it's hashtag first world problems. Yeah, but no, but I mean, it's just kind of like I wish I could kind of do all. Are they all better can. than you? Is that um, what it is? Shut up. Um, they are all better than up, you. Yeah. But I, so I was reading submissions for that, and I was also writing a play that I hopefully going to do at that next week, um, which is about a fictional Scottish reality TV family. Describe it as the Bruins meets the uh, Kardashians. Who's done the acting for this one? Um, Same as last we time. have no we, uh, to be confirmed but Karen Barkey and Neil John Gibson are coming back um, and then the other two are I'm waiting to, to hear back from 
Um, but uh, it's, it's, it was a success for me last time. Hopefully, yes. it's going to be a, a, a it was good. Um, successful this time. My uh, only suggestion there was not enough free wine at the last one. Most art ventures have free wine. Don't there was any free wine at the last there one? There's none. No. We're thinking of doing a round, you know, the, rather than the chairs, having lots of little round tables out with candles and like, oh, this is a glass of wine. Yeah, fucking nice. We'll see what happens. I like it. the free wine thing. See, well, I don't think it's only free wine, it's just a place for you to put your wine at your bottle. I suppose I could go to the bar then. Buy a hip flask. Um, I have a hip flask, it's got the Batman on it. Yeah. Do it. So that's what I'm working on. That game's kind of busting my balls today a little bit. Mm. It's a kind of media satire thing, I think. Which I've never done before. Yeah. It's a weird thing, it's just, it's kind of funny, but also, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Did you read any of the pages I sent you? No. That's also encouraging. I've actually been busy doing stuff. Yeah, I've been work. busy doing stuff. Yeah, I've been busy doing stuff. So, Callum. Yes. Where can people find you? Uh, in your back garden at the moment. Um, no. Oh. <sighs> Such so, a dad joke, man. So funny. I wish I was as funny as your dad. That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah hilarious. I wish I was as funny as my dad. I wish you were as funny as your dad. Uh, so where can people find you this week, On Twitter. I'm on... Twitter uh, at Callum McMillan 2 I'm starting to use that a wee bit more again uh, on Instagram is probably the best place to find me doing stuff really I'm on there as at Ginger Snaps Scotland I think that's the two main places to find me really yeah you can find me on Twitter at Dancing Toaster or you can get the at Toast Fiction um, on Twitter uh, you can also check out com where you can find details to buy the book um, and all the other projects I'm involved in Bad in this one, actually, I don't think I put that on it yet. Um, and you can also contact us at thecryingbeards at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter as well, aren't we? We're also on Twitter, actually, we're just the cry, at the crying beard. Because you couldn't get the S in. Couldn't get the S in. Because uh, some fuckers got the S. Bastard. So we are at the crying beards on Twitter, we're also, but you can get us on, on email if you get any feedback, comments, questions, ideas, suggestions, fan art with our faces on it. Um. <laughs> so yeah, it's, I I I'm glad to be back. Yeah, so man, it was fun. I yeah. missed I missed doing this. Yeah, I didn't miss you, but I missed doing this. And <laughs> uh, we had the first cry. Yeah. Um, so yeah, okay. Goodbye, man. Ah oh, fuck! I know. I fucked it again. <laughs> yes, this has actually become the thing. Never now. gonna get. I I, oh. I, was like, I hate you. Man. I thought, does he know we're still recording or not? She just t- she just tell me off. Record that he hates me like that was pretty fucking cruel. Oh, fuck. I hate you, man. Fuck. I just tried to do it again. Oh, you fucked it. Dick. Ah, goodbye.